0: So every month we like to feature uh, one of the voices of one of our community members in conversation with the theme and the text for the day. So welcome, Leah. Woo! (laughs) Now I'm here, oh yeah there, it's set now. (laughs) Now we're good, I think we're set now. (laughs) Um, So I just wanna give you a couple pieces of context both with Palm Sunday and then with the passage that we read from, or Jared read from Luke for us. Um, here, do you want this? Neither here nor there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I just felt like you're the person who's the guest, so I should be hospitable. That's really hospitable. Yeah, you. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, okay, so a couple things about Palm Sunday and then the passage for today. You know, um, I alluded to this a little bit at the beginning, but I think Palm Sunday is such an interesting day in the church calendar, you know, because I remember being a kid, right? You have the palm branches like we did today. You walk around, you're like, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna meaning God saves, right? And... um, I don't know at what point I realized that, like, oh, it doesn't, like, go so well after (laughs) Palm Sunday, right? Like, as we enter into Holy Week, you know, everyone's like, we're so glad to see you, Jesus. We think you've come into Jerusalem. And if you want to hear a really great sermon on this, pay attention to Christian's sermon on our YouTube channel from Alternative last week or this week in traditional. If you want to get up and run out now to go hear Christian, I won't be offended. Um, So... So he, I will though. Leah will, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Leah, Leah is like Santa Claus and watches. Um, so, so it's just, you know, it's the space where they think Jesus is coming in as this conqueror who so many folks are like, you're going to overthrow Rome, we're going to be free. And the way that Jesus comes and what happens, right? He doesn't come on a war horse; he comes on a donkey. Like there is peace, and the overthrow of the kingdom doesn't happen in a way with militaristic might but it comes in the way echoing the prophet um, who says, it's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, right? And so many times in our world and in our lives, we're hopeful for things or we think faith will, will go one way and then actually the story goes a different way than we expected and how God's healing happens in the world doesn't come sometimes in the way that we long for, but it still comes, And so thinking of Palm Sunday, and then this passage, too, from Luke, man, this is so powerful. Jesus stands up in the synagogue in his hometown, pulls out the book of Isaiah, and is like, here's the deal, folks. Here's why I'm here. And what is Jesus given accounting about? He says, the Spirit of God is upon me because the Most High has anointed me to bring good news to those who are poor. God has sent me to proclaim liberty to those held captive and recovery of sight to those who are blind and to release those in prison, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he does a mic drop and then everyone wants to kill him. Right. So this week, as we go into Holy Week, it's that remembrance that the way that Jesus shows up in the world and what God's kingdom looks like doesn't follow the patterns of the kingdoms of this world. And neither necessarily does the life of being human and the life of faith. So I was thinking about someone who I know has been on their own journey of what life and faith has looked like and has um, just had some different opening up in ways that your faith has uh, just evolved and developed, and I thought it would be cool for folks to get to hear from you. So I just have a few questions. Uh, the, f- the first is, Leah, could you tell us a little bit about your background, your family, culture, et cetera, whatever you want to tell us about that?
1: Yes. So hi, everyone. Um, it's If you don't know, I, I'm, I'm Leah. I work here on staff with the Emerging Generations team. Um, so I've been here for just a little over three years. Um, but I grew up in Prescott, Wisconsin. Um, if you haven't been, what are you doing? Just kidding. <laughs> There's, there uh, was
0: one hand p- pump in the back there. Was another, there another wow. Scotty? Another okay. Scotty. Oh, there we go.
1: There There's we go. some Scotty. Okay, but, anyways, uh, it's it's a smaller town. Um, my high school was around 400 people, um, and My dad was a teacher in the school district. My mom was the school nurse of the whole district. Um, And my dad led worship at church. My mom did countless things in the community. Um, So needless to say, growing up in a small town, um, with my parents being who they were and very involved, um, I could never fly under the radar. Um, And that was like both good and bad and my parents are lovely people um but like I always was like okay I want to keep our like reputation or our like success of family or whatever it is um so I did like everything growing up I mean I was in band and theater and sports and like speech and like everything because I was like oh my gosh also at a small school you have like you can just do everything because they're like we need people can you please come do this Um, so anyways I think um, some of that put me into like a very like high achieving type of person where I was like we gotta let's do things like let's make way let's make change Um, and so I think growing up um, I put that same kind of attitude into my faith. Um it was like I got I I got to like show up, do all the right things, um be the kindest person ever. Like I remember days where I'd be like exhausted from like treating others really nice all day <laughs> and like come home and then like fight with my mom. Like and she'd be like, "Why does everyone say you're so nice?" Like, and I was like, "That's probably really valid. Like it's a weird experience for you." Um, <laughs> so anyways, um, it, it, it was very much like that was how I felt to engage in my faith. Like I need to like know all the things I need to engage and achieve. Um, and like yet, my family and even my, my extended family, um, I think that culture and how I grew up in that environment. Um, taught me more about faith and church than I, like, realized. Like, church wasn't the place I, like, really learned about church. It was, like, going to Christmas Eve with my family and um, the kids all playing and doing something and the adults all doing something or preparing the meal and we're, like, but we're all under the same roof and you, like, knew it. And um, my family, I think... Holds hospitality like super well, not in the sense of like you have the right forks and the right napkin, but like you are welcome to show up as who you are. And that's why we create spaces is to like be and do that together. Um, And so I think that really like formulated more into my faith journey, like how I want to show up and create spaces um, than like maybe, yeah, like going to Sunday school did. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Leah. Uh, How would you say, you know, you've been, as you said, here at Meeting House for three years, Uh, and especially over these last three years, you can go further back if you want, but um, how has your life and faith changed? How have you changed?
1: Yeah. Um, No one one else has changed over the past three years, right? They've been pretty, like... (laughs) Nobody. Looks like nobody. (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, the last three years feel significant in the way of what our world has encountered together. Um, I would say, like, change was boiling up in me before then. Um, I i am a person who... I, I do like change, like, and I like to question things. Um, I like to stir the pot, so to say, sometimes. Um, but... Yeah, I think um, the significance of the past three years for me would be, like, um, I was finally in a place to, like, look at my own journey and my own stuff um, and feel, like, safe to do so. Like, I felt like I had the right therapist, the right support, um, and the right space to finally, like, wrestle with like whatever my body was actually like holding on to and feeling like oh why is it hard to like breathe deep sometimes like um and so I would say like over the past three years like I think you know while the pandemic held like a lot of its own really hard things it actually gave me space to um sit with myself more and like oh if I'm not achieving if I'm not out there achieving all these things like what am I, like, what am I doing? Who am I? Like, and I had worked in ministry prior, um, and honestly just got pretty burnt out from that, and I gave that, like, my everything, right? So, like, that's partially on me, too, of not, like, having my boundaries and what, like, how much I show up, um, and so, yeah, having, um, space to actually just sit left me kind of, like, I wasn't in, like, identity crisis, but I was, like, I, like, I know I, like, love myself, but, like, what, like, who am I in this deeper integrated, like, world of self and Jesus and, and church? Um, and so I would say, like, discovery over those three years was, as you said, like, Holy Week, like, from here it's, like, oh, it doesn't didn't go so well. Like, that... Initial like decision for yourself to say I am going to be vulnerable enough to like explore the deepest darks of myself um, and like actually find try to like find healing. I would say initially like that doesn't feel like it's gonna go very well. Like it's really hard you're like wait no this is actually increasing um really tough and hard feelings and like i always had this charisma of like we just like we believe in god like that's just what we do right and like then i was like wait like what like what if what if i have doubt and i like learned kind of through this journey of like this, this big word maybe some of you have been hearing going around, deconstruction, um, I think can be sometimes in, interpreted as, like, deconstruction means you're getting rid of your faith. And to me, it's not that at all. It is sitting vulnerably with questions and um, wrestling with doubt and, and wondering, like, why you grew up believing things you did. And through that process, you are deepening, widening, healing, and, like, growing your spirituality. Um, And so this service specifically, too, has been, like, really healing for me um, in terms of, like, we don't have it figured out. Like, so let's do our best as a community to, like, figure it out together and, like, encourage the most wholeness of each other. Um, yeah, I feel like I kind of went a little off there, but like, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think it must have resonated. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so just kind of two, and you go with this wherever you want. Um, two questions here I'll put together. One, which is like, what does faith through the gospel mean to you now? And, and then the last is, is there any encouragement or like word of solidarity you'd give to us gathered, so.
1: Yeah, so I would say, so through faith and like learning the curiosity of like doubt and questioning faith, like I I feel like I learned that the opposite of faith isn't doubt, like the opposite of faith is certainty. Or no, I said that backwards. Uh, the opposite of faith isn't uncertainty. I feel like the opposite of faith is doubt in a way. Um, because when we, when we act like we're certain, there's no space for us to do that.
0: Yes. So what you're saying is that the opposite <laughs> of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is certainty. Because if you're certain, you don't need any space for faith. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, doubt, yeah. doubt and faith go together.
1: Sarah got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: There we go. We, we knew what you were saying. Hey, that's a
1: good example of it though, right? Like <laughs> Yeah. That's what I was doing there. <laughs> um Yeah, and so I think like that um the question of like right, like the gospel has always been it means good news. Like and I feel like I heard up grew up hearing that message message of like the good news is like you can now have eternal life. And I guess for me, like, looking at, like, who Jesus was and how he lived his life has grown more influential on my faith. Like, there's more chapters in the Bible on that than, like, his life and death. And so there's a lot of, like, content for us to sit with that makes me, like, like good news existed before Jesus died, and it was, like, here he is saying it, right? Like, to those who are poor, recovery, like, he's there to like proclaim, proclaim liberty and like set the prisoners free. Like this is good news. And so I think to me like um, A, like how am I proclaiming liberty and setting myself free, like to be my whole self, right? Like how am I sitting with um, my traumas, my hurts, my joys? Like, and, and how does that create me into like the person I am in the community I show up in? Um, And to me, like when I have felt that own healing and freedom for myself, it like empowers me to see every single person, honestly, all of creation with like the same dignity and freedom, like for all. And um, so to me, that's like my faith is like a lot of what it has been like holds true to me. And like there's just more. Like, there's more to it when we are able to explore, like, do I believe that? Or what does this mean for all people? Like, that's to me the question to continue wrestling with. Like, okay, we've heard this this truth, like, and what does that mean for all people? Is that true for all people? Um, so yeah, I would say, like, good news to me means, like, dignity, freedom, in the most profound way, like, f- love for all people yeah yeah any
0: last word of encouragement to your friends gathered today
1: um yes i would say if you um which maybe a lot of us in this room have done a lot of our inner work and maybe you haven't maybe you're somewhere in between um i would encourage us all to continue to look at that like who who does who do you say you are like who does god say you are like and sitting with um those things that might feel like this isn't going to go so well um because like like we know holy week the end of the story like it does It doesn't go expected, but it goes, you know, yeah, it goes well into a flourishing like empowerment and freedom for all people. Mm. And so I encourage you to explore that um, empowerment and freedom for yourself and that it's like a continuous thing. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. like I'm just like done now. Like, (laughs) um, yeah, but yeah, don't be scared of it.
0: OK, I'm going to close with a prayer. God, we give you thanks that the kingdom doesn't come in the ways that we expect. And sometimes following you into the dark of this holy week, it can be unnerving, it can be terrifying. There are good reasons why we have the defenses and the portentions of power that we do. So as you sit with all of us in your loving kindness, Meet us wherever we're at this week, that we might know that we are loved and that we might follow after you and find ways into life that, yes, will probably be different, but will be more life than we could have ever expected or imagined. In your name we pray, amen. Thanks, Leah.